This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And that is Carlos Nunez. He is from a little town in Mexico called Los Herreras, where he and his family grew their own fruits and vegetables. And since 2010, Carlos has tended to plants and played his guitar here in Chicago at Pilsen's El Paseo Community Garden. Carlos and other community elders are at the heart of the upcoming documentary Nuestra Herencia. That is Spanish for Our Heritage. The film explores the lives of 10 senior gardeners while addressing broader issues of health, immigration, gentrification, and environmental justice. So here with us in the studio is Paula Acevedo. She is the volunteer co-director of the El Paseo Community Garden and creative director of Nuestra Herencia. Welcome to Reset, Paula. Hi, thanks for having us. Also here is Aaron Babin, the film's co-director. Hey, Aaron. Hello. And Michael Sullivan is the film's cinematographer. Welcome, Michael. Hi, thanks for having us. I'm going to start with you, Paula. You work with the garden in Pilsen, as I mentioned. So let's let's start there. What's so special about the El Paseo Community Garden? First of all, it's beautiful. Yes, I was going to say everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything is special. Um, it's really um, quite the gem. It's become, uh, it started off very small in 2009 by uh, Sally and Ron Gordon and other community members. And my husband, Antonio, and I, um, we've been involved since 2011. But in 2015 is when uh, we kind of became the leaders when when they Sally and Ron moved away to North Carolina. And um, since then, we've been just busy. And, and I always tell people it's it's a way of life for us mm. because we live across the street. Uh, we're fortunate um, to live so close. And that's kind of how we got so involved. And uh, since 2015, the garden, it's uh, how do they say it? it's glowed up. It's glowed up. You well, know, well, you know what you you have way. the you have the benefit of living so close. But for mm-hmm. those listening to us who have maybe have not seen it, paint the picture, describe what it looks like. What do we see there? Yeah, so we maintain over a, an acre of land. So it, there's a corridor, it's, um, like a trail that cuts through between a, a city block, and on one side there's a native prairie uh, protected. You know, with a monarch butterfly sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're approaching from Cullerton, where I live, which is the more residential area. Uh, you see a permaculture permaculture site, which is a f- edible food forest and pollinator habitat. And most re- recently, we actually expanded uh, to a half-acre lot. Uh, so the, the garden is protected by neighbor space, so they're able to – they acquired the lot. From, yeah. Um, and so it's just an amazing organization that allows us to do this. And in that half-acre lot, we have a community-managed dog run, a little nature play area. Oh, wow. A calisthenics equipment and just open space. It, and it sounds like it just – it's a feel-good place. I was watching a clip of, of this film, which we'll get into, and one community member was joking in there about how she feels like she lives there and she just goes home to sleep. Ex- like <laughs> Exactly. We are literally their backyard. So uh, the Resurrection Project has three affordable housing buildings right along that corridor, and Casa Maravilla is is for seniors. Uh, It's also next to Olivio Medical Center and the Satellite Senior Center. And so from the very beginning, the seniors were part of the garden. I mean, Carlos was part of the garden before I was. Yeah. Um, And a couple of other seniors as well. And so uh, that's what got me hooked when when I somehow got into this leadership position somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, let's so talk that about I'm... that. You mentioned the seniors. I'm looking at you, Aaron. You know, with generations being such a focus of the film, what have you noticed about the up-and-coming gardeners compared to the older? I think that what's so beautiful about El Paseo, and we were just talking about this, is that El Paseo Community Garden, I've lived in Chicago my entire life. 
is the most diverse place I know in Chicago. It has young people, it has elders, it has grandkids, it has people from all different backgrounds. And to have a space where so many different people from so many different walks of life can intersect is just really beautiful. And to be part of it for the past eight years and to get to meet and interact with all these different people and everyone really getting along and working together to, I mean, keep the bees together and grow food together. And Mm -hmm. we grow hops where a neighborhood brewery makes a beer every year. Like there are so many special things about this garden and that so many different people all get to be a part of it is just like extraordinarily special. What do you think, Michael, about just the generation aspect of this film? Um, I think it's really special because we're told so often, like, listen to your elders, learn from your elders. And this is exactly what we're doing is we're going to them, talking to them about their stories, asking them about gardening, asking them about just their life in general and trying to not only document that, but learn from it and share that with our community because Mm -hmm. there are people that come to the garden that want to volunteer or they want to grow and they maybe don't know who their neighbors are. And so if we can share just a little bit of that, that's super special by itself. Are you ever too old to get into gardening? No, not at all. (laughs) Do you want to talk about the ADA beds? Oh, no. Yeah. We, you know, this whole project happened because of the pandemic, honestly. Uh, I mean, there's something I always wanted to do for the seniors and we always talked about doing some kind of capturing, you know, their their history, their stories, right? You know, from maybe a cookbook to and all of a sudden this evolved. And Aaron and Michael have been in part of the garden since uh, well, 2015. 2015. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been a while. And so she always told me, you know, we have a film production company. <laughs> and it never, you know, I never thought we needed. Never thought of putting the two worlds together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my background, you know, I had a background in architecture. I not gardening, not nonprofit, nothing. And um, this is just something really cool because people don't even realize these interests and skills they have. And yeah. now I'm, I'm a huge nature nerd. Now I'm over here saving all the birds and the, the, the <laughs> birds that are crashing into the windows and stuff. And um, so it's just, it's just amazing. And the same thing is true with the seniors. You'll see in the film, they're seniors that, that now are, you know, Cirila uh, and Gloria, they love raising the monarchs. Um, yeah. And so now, you know, so not all of the seniors had attachment and roots to gardening from the beginning. Some of them, it's a very new thing for them. But it's remind it reminds them of their parents and, you know, um, back where they're from. Well, WBEZ's Curious City recently held an event at the uh, El Paseo Community Garden. And here is what one community member had to say. They're telling me, like, yeah, my friend said it was a widow garden, though. But I told them, no, I told them it's not. It's a little tiring because you find yourself that you constantly have to prove yourself to the community when it's just like, hey, this is our volunteer. We are dedicating all of this time for the community. I'm going to spill the beans. You're all cracking up at that clip. Does what we just heard resonate with you, Erin? Sure. I mean, that's well, Bala. That's me. <laughs> and I've heard her say that before, so there's a lot there. <laughs> Um, so gentrification, that's also an issue that you tackle in the film. Yeah. Why is a community garden the best place to explore that issue in Pilsen? It, uh, well, it, it's very difficult because being such, such a big garden at this point, we are an attraction. We know there's so many people who tell me like, hey, we moved, we moved here to be close to the garden. And to me, I mean, I love it. It's super flattering. But at the same time, I, 
I rent, you know, I am in, in danger of possibly being displaced. And it's kind of like I'm working against myself mm. in the aspect of like, you're making it more desirable. You see all the property values. Like, it's ridiculous to, to buy or live in Pilsen now. I mean, there's a ton of displacement. And and for us, it's difficult balancing, you know, the mission and the people and the projects and the garden and making sure that we're still serving um, those who need it. Yeah. Because that's part of what we do, right? And it's like, even for instance, our kids program now. We have kids coming from other neighborhoods now participating. So they don't live in Pilsen anymore. They're living in Brighton Park. They're living in Back of the Yards. They're living in Cicero or all these other areas. And um, it used to be where like, oh, we we are community garden. We want to serve our immediate neighborhood or immediate community. But now what does that mean? What does immediate community mean now? Yeah. Right. You know, Michael, I wonder how, you know, from your end, how do you balance promoting uh, community garden to this greater audience? while also trying to maintain that original message and show these traditions? Um, I think it's part of what's special about these people is that, you know, everyone that we are um, including in the film is either an immigrant from another country or from another city. Mm -hmm. um, we have one person from New York um, originally, but they've all been in Chicago for years and years. And so Pilsen is historically an immigrant neighborhood. I mean, this is where a lot of immigrants have come. I'm originally from Texas, but I've been in Pilsen for eight years. You know, Carlos Nunez, who you had in the beginning of the segment, is um, from Mexico, but he's been in Chicago for 52 years. Wow, yeah. So it's like there is this issue with gentrification, but I think it's if we take it from the lens of, like, a lot of us are transient, a lot of us are coming in and moving in he, always, and, like, people you know, switch neighborhoods, people move around the city. I mean, if you think about it that way, it's it's a, a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I also think in this project, what we're really doing is honoring these stories of these elders, of these people who have been in the neighborhood for 50 years, some of them. They've raised their families there, and we're really trying to archive their legacy. We're really trying to say this is the history of Pilsen, and we really think these stories are super important, and we want to lift them up and share them with the world. You know, what's also happening right now for listeners who may not be aware, we're currently in the middle of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. What does that month mean to you, Erin? Oh, I mean, so much. It's so beautiful to be living in Pilsen for a third of my life and to be surrounded by such a beautiful culture and so many of these elders that have this like rich, rich legacy just to be able to celebrate and honor it and learn and, I mean, it's just so beautiful to be able to pay attention and to listen. What about you, Paula? Yeah, it means a lot. For, first of all, it's great because it's the end of the season, and so it's, it's getting to a, a calming point. But for us, it's beautiful because you're ending with these celebrations, and Juan, one of our seniors, always puts up his altar, and he, he's so dedicated. He, he Even through the cold winter, he puts the, up the nativity and oh, the Virgen de Guadalupe for, for that um, and so it's 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 really amazing to be able to provide the space and yeah. for the celebration. And, and this year, we're even planning to partner with local the local organization Pilsen Arts and Community House to to do something for Day of the Dead to activate um, the garden. We're always a part of Open Studios in October, um, and those are opportunities for us all to share and provide space yeah. for those stories for for those traditions. And um, I, it's 
it's beautiful. It's a great way to end the season. And For sure. I mean, um, I, we're very proud. What about you, Michael? What does Hispanic Heritage Month mean? And, and any other events that you know of happening around the city to celebrate? Um, I highly recommend that everyone goes to the uh, National Museum of Mexican Art and checks out their such a ofrenda. great place. Um, they have they every year put up a really beautiful altar to um, to honor the ancestors of people from the neighborhood. Um, especially during COVID and with lockdowns and shutdowns, they really did a big thing with with uh, doing social media versions of that. Um, so they have a really beautiful one in person. So you should definitely check that out. Um, for me, this month, and especially doing this project during this month, is really special because I grew up in a really Hispanic area in El Paso, Texas, and a lot of Hispanic and Chicano friends and family. And so honoring these people that are close to my new home in mm-hmm. Chicago is is just so special to like say, like, these people are important, and they remind me of the people that I come from. Mm. So. Okay. From El Paso to El Paseo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm here all week for the mom joke. <laughs> uh, what do you recommend, um, Paula, for, for folks listening to us right now and they, they want to become involved? They want to learn more about the heritage of this garden. Yeah, no, there's there's so much. Uh, we have Erin even volunteers and she's in the beekeeping program. So we have beekeeping we have the gardening, of course, because that's right away everybody is of course the gardening. Um, and so those and I should have mentioned meditation, sound healing. I was going to go grief in there. circles, mm-hmm. yoga. Yeah. We have a whole wellness coalition now, um, led by Christina Puccio. She's a Pilsen resident um, all her life, and uh, she has assembled quite the amazing group, uh, you know, of sound healers, uh, meditation. Oh, she's done so much community healing mercados once a month, nice. Reiki healing. Um, once a month where people could come and get really uh, free services so practitioners can actually like practice and learn. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's been such a really beautiful thing. And then of course, every Sunday, you know, this is all volunteer over an acre of land volunteer maintained every Sunday. Um, my husband, Antonio is, he's always there with other volunteers and, and leaders working on the garden. So that's like the number one way come on Sundays from mm-hmm. 10 o'clock to two o'clock Come help pick up the garbage, come weed, come help maintain the space, keep it beautiful. And while we're chatting with you, tell us what's next. Oh, what's next? There's always something. So <laughs> this, you know, this busy, year, busy. Our, this harvest vessel was, was amazing, is one of our bigger ones. And it just seems like every year we're growing and getting bigger. And I know um, we forgot to mention, but uh, Michael had mentioned the uh, the project we have with the seniors. Uh, and during the pandemic, we won the we won the AARP Community Challenge Grant. Oh, to congrats. build. Thank you. And and for that, we partnered with Human Scale to build out this ADA accessible bed and the whole picnic area. And and so we've been work working slowly on establishing a senior garden program or a senior program. So this year, we actually started that. Um, with Jocelyn and her mom facilitating every Tuesday, you know, doing art activities with seniors because, you know, everybody's acting like the pandemic's gone. It's not. It's not. It's not. The seniors still do not have all of their programs back. Yeah. Um, and so and it, it is really sad because now obviously we're an outdoor space and now the cold is coming. So, um, you know, it's, we're always worried about the off season and it's always you know, we're always worried about the seniors when the, all winter we kind of don't see them and yeah. then the spring happens. And, and I'm not going to lie, I live right across from there. So anytime I hear an ambulance or I see something pull up in front of the building, you know, I'm always like, oh, man, I got to check in with people um, because, yeah. you know, I lost my grandfather in the beginning of this year. So oh, I'm so sorry. Um, 
so everything is just like so close to home. Yeah. No, this is, this is a great project to help you. I imagine feel close to him even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, weird. we're almost out of time, but I want you to tell folks where they can see Nuestra Herencia, Aaron. All right. Wednesday, October 12th. That's next Wednesday. We will be at the National Museum of Mexican Art, and that will be the great premiere. So we hope to see you there. It's going to be really fantastic. There will be foods. There will be drinks. We have so much great swag. There's going to be music performance by Lester Ray and Carlos Nunez. Um, so Wednesday, October 12th. And you can see that at elpaseo.org. On the home site, you'll oh, be able yeah. to go get some uh, tickets. Yeah, elpaseogarden.org. Um, yeah, awesome. it's, it's a red carpet premiere. So, pop, you know, wow, red fancy, carpet, paparazzi, velvet ropes, everything, the whole thing. Make them feel as special as possible. That is Paula Acevedo, Aaron Babin, and Michael Sullivan. Be sure to check out Nuestra Herencia, which is premiering at the National Museum of Mexican Art next Wednesday. October 12th. More information online at elpaseogarden.org. Thank you all for stopping by. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. I want to briefly mention WBEZ's Curious City recently spent several days at the El Paseo Community Garden, and you can hear all about that at wbez.org slash Curious City.